everyone. Welcome to the 10th episode of Weaving Myths Season 3. Weaving Myths is a podcast focused on tabletop role-playing games and specifically playing them through the play-by-post format. I'm your host, Nathan, and joining me today are Colin. Hello, everyone. Eric. Good evening. And Ruben. It burns! We are all staff at Mythweavers, one of the largest play-by-post gaming websites in existence, and we're here to help you bring your games to the next level. If you're not familiar with Mythweavers, you can find it at myth-weavers.com. As always, we are joined by the impeccable text chat, which I would like to point out is now actually in the stream. So when you send your messages, you pop up on the screen now. It's super cool. Um, So members of Mythweavers are using that text chat right now to ask questions and contribute to the discussion We'll see about that. <laughs> um, if you, too, would like to be part of the impeccable text chat, feel free to join us on Myth on the Mythweavers Twitch channel at twitch.tv slash weaving myths. This week, we're going to be talking about restarting a stalled game and the related issue of injecting life into a slow game. Also, be sure to stick around until after the game of the episode for some very, very exciting announcements. We have very exciting announcements coming later this episode. So stay tuned. So the first topic on the agenda is restarting a stalled game. So when we say stalled game, what exactly do we mean? Uh, it's only generally. mostly dead. Which is slightly <laughs> alive. Colin. God, I hate both of you. <laughs> uh, Look. Gently- yep, go ahead. A, a game that's not yet hit the point of being auto-archived, but the posts are not coming at the rate that kind of progressed the story at all. Uh, I would argue you could also revive archived games. Okay. Yeah, I guess you could, but it's a lot easier to revive a game that isn't archived yet. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's, I think there's a fine line between a stalled game and an archived game. I mean, it's not a very, very thick line. I mean, you can easily wander back. I mean, you can, yeah, you can easily restart either one, I think. Mm-hmm. But you're right. Uh, a game that hasn't yet been auto-archived, but just slowed down. Right. We can talk about that a little bit later when we're talking about the the how, because there are some yeah. technical issues that go along with that that are unique to our platform. Mm-hmm. But uh, so a game that's not performing at the level that makes everyone happy about being in the game. It so- ceased to be a game. So I'll go ahead and throw out the elephant in the room. Why would we want to restart a game that is basically on the verge of death already? Uh, Well, there's a few reasons. One, you really like the concept. You think you have a good story, and just for whatever reason, it kind of stalled upon Inception. Maybe you recruited a bunch of players that looked really good, and like three of them bailed like a month in, which happens. I've had more than one game die just because players disappeared soon after starting. That's one reason. Yeah. The the challenge there, the, the flip side of that, I would think, is you've got a game that ran for a long period of time and everyone like had a lot of fun with it, and then it just kind of petered out for a while. Um, you can't really necessarily guarantee that you're going to recapture the lightning in the bottle, that the magic of that first phase of the game will somehow recreate itself just because it's the same people in the same game with the same characters. It doesn't always happen that way. Sometimes you just already hit the peak of the action, and it's best to just say, "Okay, let's let's yep. uh, get a new crew together," rather than uh, uh, trying well, to. Well, as Chifty uh, Corda pointed out, 
sometimes players have to take a break. I, as a GM, sometimes I'm like, look, guys, I'm burned out. I need, I need three or four weeks off. Mm-hmm. There's also health stuff or technical issues. I mean, for any number of reasons, you could kind of have to more or less disappear from the site for weeks. Yeah. And I think we talked about in a previous episode dealing with burnout and how to kind of like prevent it for as long as possible. And then once it does happen, what to do. Um, I forget the actual episode that we did that in. That was in season one. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna see if I can hunt it down. You guys go ahead and continue. Uh, I, th- this is uh, I was in something. it. I was in that episode, I do believe. Yeah, you mm-hmm. were. Um, yeah, this is something uh, I'm actually dealing with personally right now. Uh, we had some uh, some things we had to deal with over the the last uh, almost five months now that have pretty much taken me away from the site, and uh, I've I've had to keep my games from getting auto archived twice. So that that's like eight weeks of eight weeks. Or is it longer than that? It's 12, almost twelve weeks worth of delay. So. Yeah, and I've had similar delays in the recent past. So, but for anyone curious, um, the episode that we talked about burnout was Season 1, Episode 9. Oh, man. Nice. We'll Early put that days. link in the uh, the archives as well, so that you yeah. can cross-reference. Topics were scheduled to revisit soon. Yeah, well... Yeah, we will be revisiting several topics soon, um, mm-hmm. just because we weren't as quite as thorough as we should have been, I think. <laughs> Well, well, one of the no, challenges no. was we tried to cram too many topics into one uh, one continuously an issue. Yes. Yep. Yeah. What we were doing, like two or three topics. Yeah. Yeah. Least. Two and a half hour episodes. It's just it's not it's not sustainable for us. We were burnt out. So now we're giving <laughs> yeah. you better quality content <laughs> in a smaller package. Yeah. So uh, another reason I've revived the, the editor game. does a great job. Uh, new. Uh, New supplements or materials renewed my interest. Like, there's been D&D games where I'm like, oh man, this supplement dropped and it just makes the game so much better. Maybe it's time to bring that one back. Uh, Xanathar's Guide to Everything comes to mind. Hmm? Yep. Uh, for me, it was the drop uh, Wayfinder's Guide to Eberron. Yeah, that's a really good one, too. Oh, Keith's going to have a new book out soon. Is he? Yep, another new one. Mm. Nice. And there's already more grave miscellany. Yeah, the uh, the seventh C second edition reboot was one where I uh, oh yeah definitely went like hmm there'd be some more options here that we could pursue. Man, that was another good Kickstarter. I really got a lot of value out of. Yep. Um, my PDF library is huge. So that's a lot of the reasons why, right? Can you guys think so, of any other more reasons why? I mean, you haven't finished telling the story yet. I mean, there's there's sometimes when you got that you took that break, but there was still plenty of action that you had planned. It's not like yep. this is kind of a difference between a, a pre-planned game where you're you're either following an adventure path or something where you've laid out kind of the beginning and the end and you're working through the middle, um, as opposed to a sandbox game where pretty much any point could, in theory, be the end point. You could you know off ramp at any time. Uh, but uh, yeah, definitely, if you haven't finished a, a pre-programmed adventure and people want that closure. Bring back the game is a good way to achieve that. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nothing sucks more than Storius Interruptus. <laughs> yeah. On the flip side, if you are at that logical stopping point, Just yeah, think started- long and hard about all the energy that goes into what we're talked about next, which is how to actually 
bring it back to life. Well, another good thing to think about, too, when you're asking why, you should also ask yourself, why not a sequel? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I mean, as a personal example, my Claremont Academy game ran for, oh, man, years. Mm-hmm. For, lo- uh, for the longest time, it was one of the oldest games on the leave. And that eventually ended, and I felt like it ended in a decent place. And so then I just did, like, oh, time to do the college years. No, say by the bell, the college years. <laughs> so I did a sequel instead of just rebooting the old game. So I want to, before we go a little bit deeper in this, I want to ask about the other elephant in the room. What are some reasons why we wouldn't want to restart a game? If it died really quickly, you need to take a big, honest look about why it died quickly. Mm-hmm. Was it just not a good concept or was something else not right about it? Well, you can have a great concept, too, and find out you're just not well-suited personally to running mm-hmm. it. Right. Yeah, there's a couple systems that I love, but I cannot run for the life of me, and I had to learn the hard way. I find that happens to me a lot when it's a, a system I've never run before. So mm-hmm. a while back, I had a Dungeon World game, and part of the reason I wasn't really able to follow through with the game is because I didn't know the system well enough. I just hadn't spent enough time learning it and using it. Right. And you think, hey, it's play by post. I got lots of time. I'll be able to learn it on the fly as I go. That's a tall order for any sort of system, especially if it's going to be kind of crunchy like Dungeon World. Yep. And that's exactly what I thought. I thought I could be like, oh, it's it's kind of similar to like fate. And it's kind of like a smashing together of fate and D&D. I can learn it. No problem. No, I I actually could not. (laughs) I, I had trouble doing that picking up D&D 5th edition the first time and trying to run it play-by-post. Like, I was a 3.5 guy through and through. Eh, it can't be that different, right? Wrong. There are enough mechanical differences that you just got to pay attention. Yep. So. Uh, the other thing is, did it die because you just weren't interested? Mm-hmm. Did that game sound really cool when you put it up, and then a couple weeks later you're like, yeah, maybe I was drunk when I wrote that, or... Something like that. <laughs> I've, I mean, I've axed a game while it's still in the advertising phase. Like, it just, it didn't get any interest. And then I realized maybe this idea is a bit too niche. Like, it, it's only for a very specific set of people. And uh, those people were not on the weave. So, uh, I mean, I've axed a game before it even started. Well, and as a correlate too. If the game is dying because you're not personally interested, it might just be more that instead of rebooting the game, you just need to find a new GM to take over for you. Hey, the GM Rescue Society works for games regardless of what phase they're in. So, yep. uh, I, I have, check it out. I had a game probably within the last year that I handed off. I just wasn't feeling it. I was running a pretty fun Shadowrun game, but I handed it off to uh, Miss because she was a player oh. and she's like, I it was a great this. concept, but I've just realized I don't think I could run Shadowrun play by post. That's yeah. fair. Shadowrun in general seems to be well, a bit of was, a fight in play by post from what I've seen. Well, and it was even Anarchy, which is the simpler rule set, but still. If you're going to hand a Shadowrun game off to somebody, though, Miss is a really great person to do it. Yeah. <laughs> Do it. Well, I'm I was sure like, they're going to thank both of you so much for that plug. Well, and she, 
she asked me, like, do you mind if I just run it? And I'm like, go ahead. <laughs> so if you've established why to do it, when do you do it? Well, there's there's good times and bad times, but like most things on the weave, things tend to come and go in seasons. If you mm-hmm. are deciding that, hey, I've got two weeks now because it's Christmas vacation between terms or uh, I got a little bit of a vacation here. I'm, I'm between gigs and my contracting and I'm going to restart this game because it was awesome. Don't don't do it. <laughs> don't they seem like good times, but they're not. The reason they seem like good times is that you have free time. So does everybody else. Yeah, and a lot of them don't want to spend their free time. It's it's weird because you want it's to bizarre. like you have these free time areas where you are like, oh, I have time to run a game now. But really, probably the best time to start a game or restart a game is when you're at your busiest because it only gets easier if you suddenly have that gap. Right. So you want to yeah. start it while you're doing while you're doing work, while you're doing school, and then you know okay, well, I can do all these real-life things in addition to the game, and now when I have three weeks of free time, now it's awesome. So, yeah. Right. That being I mean, said, basically, if you restart when you're at max load, you know you can handle it. Mm-hmm. And I, I would guess that's probably why a lot of games fail, is when things get busy, you just can't handle the bandwidth. Right. And that and- said... Those two weeks, three weeks, whatever of holiday are a good time to plan. Yep. Don't start the game. But hey, if you're feeling it and you want to do it for sure, yeah, planning it out is a fantastic time to do that. That's a great time. It's a great time to make sure that the group is ready to proceed. Where you go ask them, hey, I'm looking at rebooting this game a couple weeks from now. Do you guys want to still play? Because if the answer is, yeah, sure, we're all in. Great. If the answer is three quarters of us are in and one of us is like, nah, man, I'm not I'm not down for that. Maybe you just need to recruit one more new player. And those gap that gap time is a great time to write up a new ad. Mm-hmm. See episodes something or other for <laughs> advice and writing up ads. Yep. I'll we'll get those we'll one, that one too. <laughs> yep. The other time not to do it. And I'm I'm falling victim to this one right now, Logan, is right when you get back from that busy thing that you were doing that kept you away from the site. You oh, gotta yeah. give yourself time to work back into it. You can't mm-hmm. just take up your load and be like, ah, I'm gonna I'm gonna be back to eight, ten posts a day. Nope. Nope. Didn't happen. What's the old saying? I need a vacation for my vacation. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. <laughs> it's totally true. Especially if the reason you were gone was conventions. Oh. You got it. You got to schedule at least another half a week for being sick. Mm-hmm. And, and to get down from the RPG high that you were on going through convention season. Yep. Well, I found if I don't drink as much and I get proper sleep, I don't get near as sick after cons. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> the older I get, the more I'm like, no, Any- I don't think I want to go start a game at 2 a.m. Any- anyone wanting, uh, anyone watching us right now from uh, Gen Con? Oh, is that this weekend? <laughs> that yeah, is it is. This yeah. weekend. Uh, apparently, Basil Bottletop and Dauphinus have been torturing fate with pictures of them hanging out. Yeah. Uh, Which, in my opinion, is great because it means they're not torturing me with those pictures. <laughs> It'll happen. Basil's Every in one year, of your games, right? 
He's in, yep. Yeah. Two of them, actually. In in that game that you didn't let me play in. Oh, wine, wine, wine. <laughs> You're helping co-GM that one unofficially. Okay, yeah. I'm I'm ready to torture some players anytime. <laughs> so, yeah, they- getting back on topic. So, we've talked about why to do it and when so, to do it. With the how, because we'd already started going into, you might need to recruit a player. Right. That's, I mean, you're especially going to run into that if the game's just kind of stalling. This can be a great thing. Get a ringer. Eric, no one likes you. (laughs) (laughs) S'mores pie and Blackbeard's breakfast. Oh, yeah. So it can help. champion, you'd put the uh, ice cream in the beer. Mm, He's got a beer float. This is chocolate pudding. With brulee marshmallows on top and graham uh, crackers in the bottom. Yeah, I wouldn't mix in. So, wow. a, a ringer, at least what we're calling a ringer, is if you're having some pacing issues, you need someone to help kind of drag the party back into things, you go for that player that's active. You know they're active, they're constantly posting... They never seem to log off of the Discord chat. <laughs> Fate so and Sarah Cock. I do want to jump in here real quick. The only episode we ever talked about advertisements was yeah. episode zero. What? Yep. That's Wait, impossible. What? No, that no, I no, no, barely no. remember doing a thing on ads. Hey, Spill Trosby, thank you for the follow. Um so we have met, talked about really good ads multiple times, but we've never actually had a episode topic be game advertisements. Oh, that, that season can't four, be right. episode one. Mark your calendars now. Yeah, really. <laughs> uh, really? No, yeah. seriously. The only I I've looked through every description of every episode. And the only episode we ever actually talked about, like, creating an advertisement was episode zero. Yep, we're going to be revisiting things because no one should have to listen to episode zero. Yeah, please don't listen to episode zero. zero. (laughs) Anything but that. That seems like something we should just offer as a Patreon extra. No, we we want them to stay patrons. (laughs) (laughs) That's something that we put on people that we've uh, we've asked to leave here's a parting gift so slight tangent episode zero was when an hour before this happened because it started as nathan going hey let's just have a live chat with the community on discord it'll be great we said sure why not we can do that and i swear to god an hour before nathan goes hey we're doing a podcast well all of us uh, um Come again. <laughs> podcast. What are we what do you mean we're doing a podcast? We're doing a podcast. So I've I was late because I was late because it was, oh, we're just gonna sit back, shoot the shit with the community. It'll be great. Nope, podcast. <laughs> and the audio. The audio <laughs> was wonky. None of us really understood OBS at all yet. <laughs> so what you wound up with was Nathan talking, and the rest of us were talking, but you couldn't hear us. Only Nathan could hear you. So Nathan would talk, and then we would talk, and then Nathan would tell everyone what we said. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) 
It was bound to come out eventually, Nathan. <laughs> okay, moving on. <laughs> let's talk about no, how... Let's revel in this more. No, let's talk about how we restart a stalled game. <laughs> there are a lot of facets of restarting a stalled game that are, that are kind of like starting a new game. I mean, you really need to take a fresh look at what you're trying to get out of the game. What did, what is going to make you personally, the GM want to come back and keep posting? What's going to make your players want to come back and keep posting? You've got to re-entice people to want to love the game. So if you're not hooking them in, it's, it's going to fall flat. Right. It, when you take that first look, I mean, try to figure out why did it stall in the first place? Was the hook not interesting enough? Uh, were you not clear enough in your concept? Uh, was the thing kind of muddied? Were the rules a little off? I mean, it's like... Did you really start the game in a tavern? Did you pick the hey wrong now, players? I will fight you over, Tavern. Taverns That's true. Did awesome. You, yep. But Which did I, you pick the wrong right. players? I mean, did you, did you think that you had the best group, but it turns out they just didn't gel at all? Or two guys were button heads first thing in the game, and then they both rage quit. You're like, oh, there it went. Like, a third of my group. What am I going to do? Right. Now, you can also, like, once you finally do get to the point where you're actually restarting the game and you start moving things forward again, um, something that could really help is doing, like, a sh very short-term goal. Like, okay, go here, do X, and it's only going to take, like, maybe a week worth of posts to get to X, whatever X is. Mm -hmm. um, you want to give something something quick and easy that will get people hooked back into the game and back into the rhythm of posting and giving them a very short term goal that they can complete very quickly will help hook them in. Yeah. In the project management world, we call those quick wins, things where you can say, look, we succeeded and give motivation to keep keep moving on. Yeah. The other thing is, did you stall in the middle of action? Oh, oh, yeah, that's a bad that's one. Bad. That happened more than once. If that happens, the best thing to do, I think, is to simply kind of narrate the finish of that action. Give the PCs a win, point them directly to another clue, and get going. Conversely, if you stalled because of inaction, because people were just dithering or there wasn't any clear action, send in the ninjas. Mm -hmm. no, no, no tavern is complete without a set of orcs. Right, our front door and, and by, pointing at someone saying, <laughs> by sending the ninjas, some articulate ones. I mean, I really mean throw mooks up against the party with a very obvious clue as to where to go. Yep, Chandler's Law. Yeah. The closer you get to the truth, the more uh, leg breakers they'll send at you. <laughs> yeah, and Logan, is, Logan is uh, calling us out. He says, Are your combats boring? No. I mean, if a game has stalled because of combat, probably. Yep. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, I played D&D &D for many, many years. It's very easy to fall into the trap of I swing my sword, I roll d20, I hit, I miss, I move on. I cast my spell, it succeeds or fails, I move on. That's not a good story. You're never going to read a novel where the whole chapter on a fight is Swing, miss, swing, miss, swing, hit, swing, miss, swing, miss, swing, hit. So make it interesting. 
find those elements that draw out the characters in the combat, not oh, just the you, die roll. If you did slow during combat, it may also not be your fault. It could have just been one or two players stop posting. And if you're running in a game like D&D where everybody needs to take the turns, that right. can kill it right there. See our episode on combat pacing. Yep. Yes. <laughs> and I'm using Discord for an out-of-character channel. Uh, yep. yes. Prompting people in a way that annoys them and makes them want to post more frequently. Yeah, generally it's less here about figuring out, like, how do I make my combats more interesting? Just that if it's stalled during a combat, the first thing you have to do is just resolve that combat as quickly and easily as possible. Yeah, get you out of there. The next thing you got to do is have a plan for what you do right after your quick win. Because... The player's energy level is going to be up. They're going to want to be ready to go. If you don't have a plan for what comes next, then you just stalled the game again because now they're waiting for you to come up with the next thing to do. Never be in the position where you don't know what happens next, and especially when you're restarting a game and you need that momentum to, to build. So either plan a lot during a couple weeks of holiday or get really good at winging it. Right. Right. This is this is particularly a warning to those of you who, like me, are a sandbox-type GM. Ooh, it yes. can be easy to fall back on that crutch of, well, I'll just wing it. And when that idea doesn't come to you, and there, you've got a whole crew of players just staring through the Ethernet at you, saying, tell us what to do. Ew. Those eyes, they're just boring through your brain. <laughs> they're looking for ideas, and you've got nothing. That's what right. alcohol is for. I had that happen to me at my IRL game this past weekend. Because oh. uh, I had I had one path planned out, and of course, they went the other path, so uh, I had to improvise. And the, <laughs> I, actually, it's really funny. In IRL games, when that happens, that's a great time for a bathroom break. Yep. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Pardon me while I take the monster manual into the bathroom with me. Yeah, really. <laughs> there was a reason during the 3-5 era when you could get a lot of books for cheap. I just kept a copy of the monster manual in the bathroom. <laughs> I had the bathroom copy of the monster manual and the DMG just stayed in there. Nice. <laughs> oh, look at the good boy. Logan Go points out Colin has, an awesome, Colin has an awesome plan for the Mythweaver's potluck game. It's written in pencil. <laughs> that That is a different level of... That weird. is single-handedly the most beautiful document I've ever seen. <laughs> it's amazing. I mean, I look forward to co-GMing this thing just so I can revel in its 8th grade glory. Because yes. I have campaigns up on my wall right over here that are written that same era. Mm -hmm. I hesitate to pull them out. Oh yeah, I've got a binder over here I, of all my old campaigns. <laughs> I definitely stopped and uh, Oh, look at eight with its binders full of campaigns. <laughs> of clarity. Unspeakable, it's a Somebody good Somebody got it. Nels is not a girl. Okay, so one last thing I think we should probably talk about is we need you need to have a backup plan so you can go into restarting a game with the best of intentions. You can recruit new people. You can do a short, quick win. You can plan for what happens next and the game stalls again. So what? So you got to have a backup plan. It doesn't plan. even get off the ground with the right. restart attempt. Right. 
or you don't even get that far. So you got to have a backup plan, uh, also known as an exit strategy, which is at that point, maybe you should consider gracefully shutting down the game, which we've done an episode on. Right. And it's one of those where you have to be up front with the group as you're starting the reboot process. Like, look, we're going to give this a try. Here's my here's my plan. Here's the goal. If it doesn't work, hey, no harm, no foul. Let's go find some other games to play in together and have fun. Mm-hmm. Right. Nothing se- personal. Season one, episode four, for anyone curious. Wait, which topic was that? Me for, how quickly you're just whipping that knowledge out. Uh, for leaving and ending games. Oh, okay. Yep. Wow, it, that doesn't seem It like is worth happening. noting that you know, when we talk about this stuff, it's because we have had games stall a lot. We have either from losing players or because we had a really, really bad moment as a game master and stalled it through our fault. Mm-hmm. So, um, just one sec. Uh, How Lewin B, thank you for the follow. It's appreciated. And um, the only way I'm able to find this information so quickly is the find command. <laughs> control F for the win. Yes. That sounds yep. like cheating. I'll control F if you're in design and need to find and replace. Good to know. Tiff, are you, con- are you confusing us with people who have original ideas? We're so self-referential, <laughs> we make Stargate look like brand new, uh, you know. I mean, daytime Emmy worthy uh, yeah, soap operas. Yeah, oh, no, no, no. We, we, we make we operas. make Hercules look like a time time Woody up. Speak, so. so just just um, before we move on here, um, I do want to ask: Do you guys have any suggestions on how to like have that backup plan? Like, what what do you do if it doesn't work out? I'm going to fall back again on communication, communication, communication. It's our preaching theme here, and we're going to preach it. Nukes this site, don't orbit. Generally, I like to failure-proof my games. Most of the games I've advertised for, and I don't tend to open up adverts all that often, have many multiple applicants. And one of the things I do is I save every application, and I will tell people, when I'm picking my players, your first in line is a backup. If somebody drops, I'm bringing you in. Mm. And so on down the line. So having extra players just to pop in in case players drop has helped probably in 60-70% of the times. In cases where the game was just a dud or stuff like that, if there's a couple of good players who are active and like, I'll, I'll just PM and say, look, this game isn't going well but I'd really like to have you in my next game and try and kind of integrate them there. Yeah, for the most part, like Eric, communication. There's a reason I have my own Discord channels. I will say, I mean, I'm the poster child for refusing to let a game die. My Stars Without Mm. Number game, I think, until I snagged a couple people that just won't stop talking. I tried, Mm -hmm. and they can't stop. Yeah, you add yeah. add in those ringers, keep it going till you until you have until I got those. I think I went through easily a hundred hundred fifty percent turnover in that game over about a year. Wow! Yeah, yeah. I happens. got replacement players and lost the replacement players. So I want to I want to talk about this real quick because I mean we have a we have a few extra minutes. We're not we're not running up against a time wall or anything at the moment. Um. But Logan brings up 
at some point we might talk about how to restart a game. Uh, basically where a game that is completely dead and then you just restart it from the beginning. I mean, that, to me, it seems like that's just as simple as like writing up a new advertisement and starting as if you're starting a brand new game, right? Well, is no. There, is there first more? Is, first step, contact all the old players. See who still wants in. Yep. Because they already have characters made and they know what the game's about and you obviously like them the first time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, Try to get as many of the old players on board as you can. Ocean's 12. The secret clearly is know how to be strategically lazy as a caster. <laughs> Get those old players back with their pre-made characters. Yeah. Yep. With their pre-made then, ideas. Because they're pushing <laughs> the campaign just as much as you are. And I'm going to be honest, if you can't get at least one or two of your old players interested again, it may just be time to let it go. Yep. Absolutely agree. Now That or just start completely fresh. Have copy paste all your old materials, start a new game with a new forum, re advertise. Have you guys ever had a player petition you to reopen a game? Yeah, once in a while. Once a month at least. His name is Basil Bottle Top. He won't shut up about it. (laughs) Actually, Tiffany, Tiff will often ask about Claremont. (laughs) Not once a month. You know, that's how you know it was a good game, as if it was memorable for people. Yeah. Oh god, it went for like nine years or something. Mm-hmm. Well, memorable, or you have that player that goes, hey, you ran some sci-fi thing like five, six years ago. Don't remember what it was called, yada yada. You should run that again. Which sci-fi one? That's how you that. know you've been on the site a long time. Yep, Way too long. Yeah, you know, I was hypothesizing for if we needed filler material, we could swap manly stories about our, our experiences on the site and being staff. <laughs> <laughs> Mythweaver site staff, the only place where you're going to go to have fun and it's just going to drive you to raging alcoholism. <laughs> oh, I no. can blame you guys? No. I didn't no, know I can blame you guys. Just tell your therapist. <laughs> no. My my fallback is, you know, I was just a happy little player, and Rodrigo tricked me. <laughs> that That is not true. That is absolutely true. It is not true. I, I, I followed an advertisement link with for, for, for staff. They said they needed moderators. <laughs> that's how sure they get that's you. That's how I got involved? Or? That's how Eric and I got on, and then Rodrigo tricked me and threw admin Eric was wise. I don't even remember anymore how I became a moderator. It, it just Lost in the happened. sands of time. Yes. <laughs> all right, all right. Let's save this for the free-for-all. through the Howard test. Oh, all no. right. Now we've uh, had two soap opera references in one episode. It's oh time my. to move on. Okay. <laughs> just going to say, Hope should not have married Thomas. Right. We're moving on now. Okay. No, no, I I vehemently disagree. (laughs) Okay, moving on, children. All right. uh, Do we want to take a quick five minute break? (laughs) I I need to use the restroom. Oh, go use the rest. Yeah, five minute break. So, my doctor has had me on this regimen. He said, "Go to the supermarket, buy the biggest thermos you can find, and fill it with water, and drink it every day." 
So, oh, were you, were you not had I, enough water? I mean, I was drinking about a liter every day, but he said like triple it. So, yeah, pretty much at least at least double. Yeah, triple so, probably better. Yeah, so, um, yeah, I gotta go. I'll be right back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you learn you learn to be a camel after you uh, you have issues like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> No, no, no. we don't need an episode of Naked Gun. The wireless mics are glorious. Yeah, no, they're great. But not when Nathan goes to the bathroom. We don't need to have Leslie Nielsen. (laughs) You know, if Nathan Nathan had a mute button like we all do on our Arctis 7 headsets. Well, you know, Nathan just needs to do a favor for you so that Arctis 7 shows up on his doorstep someday. (laughs) No, no. See, it, it's reverse. I've I've been doing stuff for Nathan. Speaking of, I wonder if that desk is built yet. I did engineering's with wood, which I really don't like doing because, well, it, it's it's wood and it's it never does what you want according to the blueprint. No, no, you cannot make square cuts. It's just not going to happen. <laughs> you cannot make square cuts. Getting that whole precise what? No, amateurs. Look, when you're dealing with uh, non-precision woods like pressure-treated lumber, sometimes you just got to wing it. Amateurs. Hey, look, there's 17 viewers. Live! Oh my god, those poor viewers. What were they thinking? Oh, we're going to watch these guys tonight. Oh, whoops. (laughs) Quality Um, content. Why why do we always come here? I guess we'll never know. It's like some kind of torture to have to watch this show. Seemed yep. like a good idea at the time. Why do we always come here? I guess we'll never know. It's like a kind of torture. You Set have to watch, watch the show. Yeah. Okay, now Col- we're showing our age. Now in college, I dyed my hair multiple colors. I used to wear a square hat, and everybody used to just call me Dr. Teeth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Logan points out. Notice how everyone showed up after eight thirty. They're like, "What? You're halfway through the episode already?" No, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> We've kind of set expectations at this point. Yeah, our expectations are: we notify you of an episode three hours in advance, and we start a half hour after the <laughs> advertised time. Hey, we're on Mythweaver's time. We're in a fantasy land where we make up the time. Oh, uh, Eric, any of your kids been watching the new She-Ra? No, no, they haven't. Oh, it's good? Mm-hmm. My, my niece and I jammed through that this weekend. I have returned. Everyone can stop panicking. Thank you, Mr. Sherman. I didn't want to ask you about those good times and bad times, Eric. Have you had your share of those? Well, we've almost got my father-in-law's house sold now. Almost. But let you me tell escrow? you, don't get involved in real estate in New Jersey. Just don't. Oh, keep that in mind. I mean, the most we're looking at is a special assessment again. Stupid fire escapes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this is, uh, is. This one's less than a new car. Wait, fire escapes? Your house is what? Two stories? Uh, our building's three stories. It's a condo, not a house. Oh, oh. Yeah. 
He can survive off of the third story, ish. <laughs> we yeah, drop. outside that second window behind me. Actually, no, it's in the kitchen. There's a window that swings out in the kitchen over the sink, where you get out through the fire escape. The problem is we're in a historic building, so everything is just <clears throat> stupid dumb. And anytime they have to futz with the siding, they have to do lead protocols. Uh, yeah, with New Jersey, it's basically never seen this before. It's like you sign the contract, and then lawyers get involved on both sides, and then renegotiate ah. the entire contract. Just, I mean, you said New Jersey. I know. Yeah, I mean, so like that's some of the rest of the place. That's a fish tank. Yeah, I've got two fishies. Here, fishy, 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 fishy. I Got, keep wanting uh, to get a jellyfish tank for Kraken. Um, <laughs> it it just seems appropriate. They're stupid expensive and hard to maintain. Jellyfish need a constant circulating current. Yeah. When uh, when the Oregon Coast Aquarium put in their tanks, they had to make the bottoms rounded and do a swirling current through it. There's actually been some jellyfish tanks that aren't stupid expensive that are actually purpose designed for the miniature jellyfish. Yeah, the um Yeah, no, I've got I do killifish and uh licorice gouramis in the big tank and the small one's got one of my betas. But I go with wild betas, not the overbred mm. ones. Alright, are we ready for me to talk for seven yeah. to eight minutes straight? <laughs> are no. you ready to talk for seven to eight minutes straight? We can break it up. Nope, it's good. All right, let's do this. I I tweaked the announcement slightly. Just took out a word. Oh, yeah, yeah. You you don't want to predispose things. It matters that who's uh, doing the planning. Okay. Ruben? (laughs) (laughs) All right. Tonight's highlighted game of the episode is The Dream of Forever, which I'm going to put on the screen right now, very fluidly, with no problems. Yes, it worked! Yes! Amazing. (laughs) Ooh, technology. All right. OBS has now become Streamlabs OBS. (laughs) Boom, 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 boom. So The Dream of Forever is a vampire masquerade game GM'd by Krasnopoka. I hope I said that right. Please don't. I, I'm really Ras- bad at names, but I think I got Rasnapolka. close. Rasnapolka. Yeah. Rasnapolka. The Dream of Forever is a game set in 705 AD, where the players begin as a mortal, and Krasnapolka has stated that in the first act of the game, the players will be embraced. The character should be, for the time period, an average person. Krasnapolka has gone to the trouble of making a historical summary that will catch up anyone interested in playing on the events leading up to the game and time period. Of note, this game is Krasnopolka's first foray into play-by-post. I just want to take a moment and say this ad is awesome for someone's first first ad on oh, the Oh, yeah, Freebers. no, yeah. Like, this is really solid. Somebody, hey, Very maybe they job. watched our episode on doing game ads. Yeah, Who, perhaps, but uh, he's 229 posts in, and he put together this gem. Yep. It's so awesome. I I can't think of, of a better way to jumpstart their game than by submitting an application. If I had the time, I would definitely be throwing in an application. I'm actually probably going to throw one up. Also, I personally surprised. love the Rasputin avatar pick. That's that's a great <laughs> choice. I'm just surprised he's not using Dark Ages. 
Um, so actually, he is. Um, so some of the material from the older Dark Ages books are allowed. He just wants you to talk to him about it first. Yeah. Is they, did they or that or V20, because V20 also had the Dark Ages rules. Yeah, but if you want to use New World of Darkness, you don't so have Dark Ages if, available yet. If I may take a moment, I will read directly from the advertisement. With some material of the older Dark Ages books being allowed, if you discuss... If, with, if you discuss with me what you want. So he is allowing some of the older Dark Ages stuff. And V20 may also be used. Again, hit me up so I can judge. So um, anyway, Krasnopolka is looking for five players. And the deadline for applications is August 7th. So there's not a lot of time left to get in an application. Um, you definitely want to jump on that as soon as possible. So please, I would ask that all of our, all of our viewers... Um, Help join the Weaving Myths crew in welcoming Krasnopolka to the site and wishing them all the best with their game. And I will note they have 18 applications so far, so trust me. Yeah, it's a wee bit of competition. Nah, yeah, this I could totally. I could, I could rip out a Dark Ages <laughs> Tremere easy. <laughs> Tremere. Uh, no, Venture. Sorry. Nope. Nah, Thaumaturgy, man. Yep. Honor. So I do I do want to throw out there. Um, I know that a first time Mythweavers DM can be a little uh, some people might be a little anxious about applying for a game with that. But I do want to point out that um, Krasnopolka has done storytelling for Vampire and DMing before. So it's not his first rodeo. <laughs> right. Yeah. And I'm still running my first play by post game still open here on the weave. Yeah. <laughs> uh... Speaking 11 years. Of stubborn persistence. Well, 11 years you know, now. Claremont got close to you, and that's been gone for ages. Mm-hmm. All right. Thank, thank so you, now, Zipser. You've been a gem. I teased this yes. a little bit earlier, but it's announcements time. So announcements, before we head. Announcements. <laughs> <laughs> so before we, we head the into the. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, no, that's a church. It's six o'clock. It's a church bell. I was just saying you ring the school bell before the announce daily announcements. Oh. <laughs> oh, no, the church bells outside are actually ringing right now. Convenient. Sorry, Nathan. We did That's break okay. up your seven minutes. That's all right. I needed the breather. Okay, so before we head into the free-for-all, there are some exciting announcements to make. First of all, we are hard at work preparing for another contest on Mythweavers. Um, if you participated in the first contest, you know there was awesome prizes, including signed Jim Butcher books. So uh, we're definitely we're looking at doing another contest. Um, so I hope your pen is itching, because if so, this contest is going to be one to keep an eye on. Stay tuned for an announcement from our crack contest team made up of Amy and Cleo. Um, and another thank you, of, as always, to our patrons whose support helps us offer some amazing prizes. Uh, more details are forthcoming on that. We don't have a start or end date, and we don't have prizes information yet, but it is coming. And we're still not eligible? Correct. No. Yeah, we're Staff still not, not eligible. eligible. Staff cannot participate. No. It is really worth noting. Those signed Jim Butcher books. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it is worth um, noting. This oh, will not be a writing contest. Yes. That is all I will say, but it will not be a writing con. Writing may so, be involved, but it's not the primary. I think 
I'm pretty sure I have mentioned this before on previous episodes, but um, we the Weaving Mitts Patreon recently had an overhaul of some of their tier rewards. Um, so if anybody has been a patron for a while and hasn't checked it recently, they should definitely check it, um, see what new rewards you're eligible for. And if you're thinking about signing up for the Patreon, definitely take a look. They're really cool. Um, they will help you with your play-by-post games, both characters and games. So definitely take a look at those. Um, if you still have not received your copy of Lady Night, make sure to ping Nathan incessantly about that. Yes, please do, because I know I have a couple copies hanging around my house that I know I need to send out. I just don't remember who. So I got to I got to investigate. And if you ping me, please do, because and he's got to clean out his house before he moves. So, yeah. So I, and I'm moving at the end of the month. So I got to I got to send this stuff. <laughs> uh, Nate, what's our top tier now? Our top tier is Weaving Myths Grok's Choice. Um, let me pull up the actual reward for the top tier at the moment. So for signing up at the highest tier, which is $25 or more per month, this is Mythweaver Grok's Choice. Um, you get all of the rewards from previous tiers, which includes a monthly character review, which I will take your character and run it through my infamous rubric. To, to see if it's up up to par. Um, and, and honestly, you can do with that review anything you want. Like, I'm just going to run it through my rubric. I'm going to give you some of my thoughts on the character. And uh, you can do whatever you want with that information. Um, the other big reward is a game review. So if you're looking at starting a new game on Mythweavers and you want some criticism or some advice on at, like what the game ad looks like... Um, if you're if you need help setting up the game forum or um, if you want like, hey, is this idea even feasible on Mythweavers? Like, does this system do well? I'll, I'll go through all of that with you. Um, and that's, and you, know what, and, uh, you know, what, Nate, hmm. I'd be happy to do that as well. Yep. So I, if that'd be that'd be fine. Yep. Um, either either me or Ruben, either of us would be able to do that for you. Um, at Grok's Choice, that becomes a monthly service so you can run it by us every month. Um, or one game every month, and we'll we'll take a look at it and go through it with you. Um, and the then game multiple times. What's that? Doesn't have to be a new game every month. It could be the same game multiple times if you right. are just that inconsistent or uh, or bullheaded or whatever. Sure. What have to you. Torture Nathan. Sure, a lot. sure. So like, no, that makes sense though. If you if you want to get review, get a review, and then make changes, and then get another review for the same game, that's totally cool too. Um, and then the last benefit that you will... Well, actually, there's a bunch of benefits you'll get. So um, you get the get character and game review as a monthly service at the top tier. You get a shout-out at the end or towards the end of every Weaving Myths episode. Um, I am in the process of putting together like a behind-the-scenes type thing for Weaving Myths. So like walking through the programs I use to, to actually make the show. Um, so I'm, that's, I'm still in the planning stages for that, but I'm still, I am working on it. Um, and you also, if you suggest a topic for a show, we'll give that a little bit more consideration when we're trying to decide on what to talk about. People actually need to take advantage of that one. Cause we'd like more material. Yeah, definitely. Seriously. If, if there are patrons or viewers out there, um, then we're definitely for new top yeah then definitely topics. let us know so there's a suggestion box down below the stream that you can put suggestions into or you can post on patreon you can contact us on discord you can contact us through facebook or youtube i mean th- 
just, just or pick on MythWeavers.com. Yeah, or on MythWeavers. I mean, there's so many ways to get in touch with us. So if you have suggestions or questions or anything like that, definitely throw them at us. So let's see. Uh, Game review, character review, you get a shout out. Oh, and then the big be-all, end-all prize is... Um, so I don't know... Most of our viewers should know this, but I am a self-published author. Um, I will send you a, co- a signed copy of my first novel... If you sign up at the highest, um, at the highest tier on the Patreon, uh, you know what you should add to that, Nate. Hmm? That I'd be willing to donate layout or cartography. Mm. Whoa! Once a month. Hmm. Okay. Within reason. Yeah, I was gonna say that's a big <laughs> ask. You're gonna have to define reason. Yeah. Yep. Very, very in depth with. I, I would. I, yeah, I would help somebody do like a battle map. Terms and conditions apply. Yeah, yes. really. <laughs> Stores and for details. Basically, more like consultation. Yeah, basically subject to Ruben's approval. Yeah. Sketches. <laughs> May cost you multiple months worth of credit. Sure. So, um, so okay, so that's the that's the second announcement. We still got a couple more to go through here. Thanks. I'm sorry. Yeah, there we, are things we should, happening. We should not not have episodes for two months. I know. Okay, there are things happening. Okay, so uh, this next one, uh, Weaving Myths has been going on for over two years. Did you guys know that? Yeah. No. We've, we've been here two at least, so yes. Okay, so yeah, May of 2017 is when we started this. I jumped in in episode two or three, I think. Yeah, so um, I just wanted to throw that out there. I thought that was kind of cool. <laughs> um. I I would be open to doing like a celebration of sorts, but I don't have any ideas as to what we should do. The cake is a lie. <laughs> um, but yeah, the pie. If the if there if any patrons or viewers have any suggestions of how we should celebrate that, I'm open to suggestions. Yes, potluck at Colin's house. No GPS <laughs> coordinates to follow. <laughs> And then I have to explain that, you know, my wife didn't mean to kill all those people. <laughs> it just kind of happened. Okay, yep. so, um, yeah, again, the suggestion box down below, Twitch, Mythweavers, Patreon, YouTube, all the ways to contact us. Let us know if you have any ideas for how we should celebrate doing this podcast for two years. We should just do a live after dark. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> No, no, we we cannot do a live app. I would like to well, not get I mean, banned from Twitch. It, it violates Rephrase. too many site rules and Twitch rules and YouTube rules and just good taste. Well, not so much good taste, but that's good taste is what's lacking. <sighs> okay, we never um, had taste at the beginning. So I I just have two more announcements and then I'll shut up. I promise. Well, sort of. Oh, you were serious? <laughs> <coughs> Sorry. Okay. Two more announcements. Um, So in the future, uh, starting with the next Weaving Myths episode, which is to be decided as to when that's going to happen. But those the episode is going to be streamed on both Twitch and YouTube going forward. Um, So that way it's just a convenience thing. So people on YouTube can find us and people on Twitch can find us. So um, no matter which platform you prefer, you'll be able to watch live live. Yep, so that's that's a that's a relatively small one. From New um, York, it's Saturday night. <laughs> Sorry, I had to say um, 
Nate Hearts Ming. Yes, you can watch on both at the same time if you would like. I don't know how the delay is going to mess with the audio. It might be a little weird, but yes, you could watch on both. Oh, man, I thought that was actually you, Nate. Twitch tube. <laughs> okay, and now the announcement you have all been waiting for. Or at least I, I expect everybody's been waiting for this announcement. The Better Halves episode of Weaving Myths. The goal for that was met. So we are going to be organizing a Weaving Myths episode that will only be available for patrons that will be featuring the spouses of our regular cast. So my wife, Ruben's wife, maybe uh, Colin's wife, Eric's wife, and possibly oh no, Jen's a- totally in. Okay, and possibly Amy's husband. So, um, yeah, and I have that to say the editor is going to have to work overtime for Jen because <laughs> she's not as good at limiting her language as I it's, am. It's, it's going to be the David episode all over again. Oh, I'm not sure. Well, no, we put Jen on. We put I'm still working on Jem. See if she'll do it. So we put Jen and Jem together. Yeah, Merlama is uh, definitely down for it, though. She's probably in it. She'd be the off-screen person, I think. She's got this camera. Yeah. So, <laughs> so uh, Jen actually games all the time. So, so more details on that are forthcoming. Um, but for the moment, just know that we're working on it. It's probably going to be later this year. Um, not sure when exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we're still working on timing. Yeah. I mean, Amy is still trying to, you know, beat her husband into submission to do it, I guess. <laughs> arm twisting, so, I think. Is involved. Arm twisting. I think the part where he was told that uh, it would be a bunch of wives and him does not help his... Uh... No, it really doesn't. So... Um, but, I mean, our wives are kind of awesome, so... Yeah, and all of them true. are... Yeah. No kinda about it. <laughs> They're just awesome. Hey, all right. And, 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 I think Amorphous the four of us are more of the. Do the uh, I think we're the kind of broadcast for us. You know, <laughs> oh, Jim can so we do have that too. All right, we've got about twenty minutes for the free for all, so we're going to jump right into that. Yes. Uh, in this segment of the show, we're going to open the floor for questions and answers, but we're also going to allow myself and fellow casters to talk about anything we'd like. I believe we're going to be revisiting the staff stories at some point. Um, as always, this is going to be pretty unstructured, but it gives us the freedom to talk about other things and still answer questions as they come in. So if you have questions, please put them in the text chat and we will answer them. Um, so, But before we get started, we have the mandatory question. What's making us happy this week? We're going to start with Colin because he's the only one that didn't fill out the the document. Oh, punishment. <laughs> document. Why would I do that? <laughs> um, what's making me happy? I might have a job. I find Ooh. out Monday or Tuesday, but I'll take the might. So Hey, that's a good progress than I've had Better recently. Than nothing. All right, Eric. Okay, mine mine comes with audio. Uh oh. <laughs> oh jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Make it stop. It's just showed up nice. for the Kickstarter. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. It comes with their custom 3D minis. Oh, that's oh, so yeah. cool! All the majesty. <laughs> yeah, that's excellent. Oh yeah. All right, and Ruben. Uh, well, I make it salsa. That's always fun. You can see. Very- he yeah, can see. 
It was a little painful there at the beginning. Um, <laughs> sorry, the script. Uh, no, what I'm really excited about is uh, I found out they're putting in a mock sporting house where the old dollar store used to be. Uh, so the magic, the magic company Card Kingdom, they do these mock sporting houses, which are like gastro pubs, but they're all aligned toward board games and magic. I need this in my life. Yes, and they're putting in one, like a block and a half. Like I could like just juggle my card boxes over there. Close. <sighs> That's awesome. They have a full bar, a full tap list, good food, and you can rent private rooms. Never see him again. (laughs) Yeah, she will. She'll go with me. Good point. Yeah. It'd be like you saying that Rolanda would never see you again, Eric. She'd just go with you. Maybe sometimes ditch you so she could go. Truth. Yeah, so I'm I am so excited about that, and I'm hoping it's gonna be in by my birthday. So they can do my fortieth birthday there. Nice. Youngin. I know. Sorry. You're old. We get it. Yeah, I am. <laughs> so I guess Truck it's my turn. was a birthday present. <laughs> or at least it showed up as a birthday present. So I guess it's my turn. Um, really, the only thing that's making me happy is we finally found a house and we are moving at the end of August. Um, woo! Woo! Yay! So, you closed? Um, not yet. We closed not on yet. August 30th. So, right, so you're st- still in escrow. Yeah, so uh, we're we're getting there though, but that we're moving in the right direction. So, <laughs> um, yeah, so that's what's making me happy this week. Uh, welcome, welcome to doing yard work again. I know, right? Mm. Why do you think I live in the condo? I did yard work for a good fifteen years of my life. I don't need to do it anymore. Yep. So uh, now it is question and answer time. So if you have questions, bring them on. Otherwise, we're just going to talk about stuff. I think we were talking earlier about our staff stories. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I don't really remember staff stories. I can't remember if I actually answered the ad or if I got tapped otherwise. Uh, I was wiki staff first. Yeah. We need an editor, so Nate, we brought Nate on board. Well, and I started doing sheet development. Yeah? Yep. You were on Plugsy's team with me. That's right. Yeah, I'm actually the person you could blame for how the Fate sheets are set up and how the Savage World sheets are set up. Yeah. If you like... They were set up long ago. If you don't like the older editions of D&D sheets, that's that's my fault. We need to Um, give a little up to the 5e sheet, too. So, Logan's... Or Logan, um, it's not that I don't have to shave; it's that I have to shave very rarely. Um, I only have to shave like once a week. <laughs> Beard wasn't oh, behaving for you. Yeah, I gave. It was too patchy, and uh, yeah, it just didn't work. It, it looked, happens. I mean, genetics really are cruel. <laughs> yeah, really, nothing you can do about it. Um, Angry Dwarf of Doom would like to know are your wives gamers or would they be like y'all are nerds but we love you um, my wife is a gamer she plays d and I DM for a group here locally and she plays with us yeah my wife is a gamer uh, our first official date I think was a, her first D&D session she rolled a natural 20 on her first roll it didn't the say GM asked, it did you mean to kill the guy well, no, I just, just wanted to let him know that his 
unwanted, you know, manly 1990s advances on me were not interesting. And uh, uh, so she just managed to <laughs> impale him through the ear with the javelin instead of killing him. <laughs> um, my wife is a geek. Started dragging her into more of the uh, PC gaming and such as well, because that way things can happen like... Eric, my wife, and I can play World of Warships without anyone being confused. <laughs> because we've ah. learned when you take two Navy vets and put that third person that wasn't in, that third person gets confused a lot. That's real challenging. Oh, you guys confused me at least a bit. <laughs> um, my wife also games. She gamed before I met her. In fact, I think we kind of first met playing Vampire in the 90s. Yeah, uh, she's... The only group she's not in is my Wednesday night D&D group. Okay, um, so we have a question. Has the D&D resurgence helped grow the site? Um, so, I okay, before we get into this, I'm not aware of any resurgence. I know that things like Critical Role has made it more mainstream. Um, mm. So I don't think it ever dropped in pop- popularity. I think it just spiked in popularity. Yeah, that's pretty accurate. Well, um, Speaking of the guy say, who works, oh, just works in the industry, I don't know if it actually even spiked. There was way more stuff being done and being hired for in the three five era. I think now it's just a lot more consistent. Mm. Well, I don't know if it's necessarily. I'd say, well, like Eric was saying, it is more mainstream now. I can so, oh, what do you do in your free time? Oh, I play D and D, and they don't go, oh. You're one of those. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, that was that was awkward in high school. Middle school, high school, college. Yep. Yeah. Master so groups in the it, navy. It's worth noting that Pathfinder and D and D Five Fifth Edition are equal right now in terms of number of advertisements on the site. So, yep. which for a long time there, Pathfinder was the undisputed king. Yeah. So. Oh yeah. So for Five yeah, well, E to come in, I mean, for Five E to wise, come in and. And five E like the five E books have actually been hitting like Amazon's top seller lists. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like for five E to come in and equal and even sometimes exceed Pathfinder, I think that speaks a lot to like it's definitely becoming more of a thing that people know about and accept. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, without getting into addition wars, a lot of the Pathfinder crew were were former three point five E players who uh Right decided they wanted more things to do, different options that uh, weren't being produced because D&D went in a different direction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, whenever I show up to run for a, like, Adventurers League night, always new people. Mm-hmm. And I'm seeing a lot better spread of people, too. Yeah, well, Stranger Things help, too. People aren't afraid to admit that they want to try it. Yep. Mm-hmm. That actually, I, so recently I moved departments in my, at my company and, um, you know, just kind of getting to know people. It's it's really interesting how many people you never would really expect to be interested in trying D&D. They're like, oh, yeah, I've heard of that. I'd really like to try it. It's it's really awesome to see people getting more and more interested in it. Well, in my D&D group, we had a player. He's retired. Mm-hmm. Started playing with us. <laughs> Loves it. Nice. Actually, a great player, too. Yeah. And and. uh Angry Dwarf of Doom points out that things like Game of Thrones have made fantasy less niche. 
Yeah, well, I mean, there's a bunch. Lord of the Rings, Game of Thrones, um, well, Stranger tabletop Things. Tabletop RPGs in general right, have yep. become less of a, oh, you're one of those types. And I think I, I, I may be a little wrong in saying this, but I would be willing to bet that video games have a lot to do with that because true, like they're your role playing games. OK, you're just doing a video game thing at a table right. with pen and paper. Diablo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Diablo is a good example. Not even yeah. I think Skyrim was a real mm-hmm. big yep. push of that. Oh, in fact, yeah. I've explained D&D in terms of Skyrim. Yeah, once you've uh, taken a first-person shooter and put it in a fantasy context, it's, it's yep. D&D. Well, that and... <laughs> I, I don't think like things like Critical Role could be overstated. Yeah, Critical Role, I think, is hands I, down probably the biggest outreach, like the biggest or broadest reach of what D and D can be. So, but that I mean, not even just, helped. not even just critical role, just there's so much streaming stuff now. Yeah. Like, I mean, I, I know off the top of my head, there are probably a dozen different, like ongoing campaigns that people stream on Twitch and all that. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's insane how many people are just like, Oh yeah, we're going to stream our D and D campaign. Yep. All right. Logan asks, can Nate and Eric sing the theme song to Neverending Story? Nope. Yep. I could probably do it. I I mean, I can't sing it all. It's been too long since I've seen it. Not ringing any bells, sorry. Nope. (laughs) Ruben's over there nodding his head. Oh, one we missed. Nate Hart's Ming asks, how many years in the Nate? So I was in for five. Eric was, that's right, it was five. I was thinking six. Now it's five plus a couple months by the time they got their paperwork act together. Except uh, Eric was one of those paper-pushing officer types, and I was enlisted as any respectable sailor should be. (laughs) Well, when they needed engineers, they don't say, hey, would you like to accept a 50... No, 75% pay cut compared to what you could get in the commercial sector to come do our job for us. <laughs> no, they bribe you. Yes, Here's the $50,000 signing bonus. Please, 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 please. <laughs> <laughs> so 85 Hawk mentions that in the Marines, they played fantasy football, and that turned into a three times a week D&D campaign. I am not you know, remotely uh, surprised. It's I interesting how much overlap there is between fantasy football and D&D. It's yeah, really interesting is. how you can get fantasy football types that would never identify as geeks to try it out in the middle of fantasy football season. Yeah. Yep. It's yeah. like their defenses are lowered. <laughs> They're doing <laughs> stuff frankly amazing, but they don't are you, want to. Are you slipping them, the, <laughs> slipping them the goods? <laughs> <laughs> frankly, it's amazing how many gamers I've had have just been ex military. Oh, yeah. I mean, I was I, I was on board a ship for a midshipman cruise for four weeks, and had a D and D group going before we got to mid midway through. Yeah, not I'm surprised. Not at surprised all. at all. Oh man, one of my <laughs> former players, Jim, he had the best army stories. <laughs> he was he was the medic. I feel days. like he had the best army stories as the precursor to we can't tell those stories on here. <laughs> No, we really. Oh no, can't. there's not a one of them I could tell on here. <laughs> because usually when people go, "Oh, do you have any cool Navy stories?" It's one of those. I really don't. 
No. I definitely can't tell them here, but you know, I I don't like telling the random person because they look at me like I'm a monster. Yeah, I mean, he was. I mean, they're not wrong, but that look—it just hurts somewhere deep where that heart is supposed to be. <laughs> well, you know what? I actually joined my fraternity in college to get into a D and D game. Oh man. Fraternity members got priority access to the waiting list and Hey man, I had to play my bard, damn it. What was y'all's first D D character? A rogue. Ooh. I don't remember his name. I'd have to dig. I know I still have the uh third edition character sheets. Cause I was God, let's see, I was thirteen at the time, I think. My uncle got me into it and brought me to his group. Same time he got my uh, cousin at the time was 11. He got her into and her big gripe to this day is still how much she misses it. <laughs> uh, well, that's your fault for becoming a doctor. Goodbye free time. Uh, Snotspill, Goblin Witch Doctor. I stubbed my toe and died because I had one hit point. <laughs> I think my first, I can't remember the class. It's, it's either a fighter or a cleric. It might've been a paladin. It was in sixth grade. So that would have been a long time ago. <laughs> and one of my buddies, older brothers was the one running the campaign. And he was okay, but I figured I could do it better. Since then, I've pretty much been the GM. So, Well, my first actual role-playing character was a troll Street Sam, because I started with 1E Shadowrun. Uh, I was going to say, it almost sounds like uh, you've been doing some Games Workshop stuff. <laughs> nope. Started with 1st Edition Shadowrun. So my my first, I'm going to show my age a little bit here. My first character ever was a AD&D um, ranger. Yeah. Huh. Nice. <laughs> so I, I'm not one of kids, or? I'm not one of those guys who started with like, oh yeah, first edition. No, I didn't start till second edition. So <laughs> <gasps> got my red box still. Oh, uh, red box is good. Do you have the blue box though? I have the red and the blue and the teal all up right there. We have those two. We actually have miniature versions sitting somewhere. Nice. Little tiny ones. <laughs> so I just, the only I, second edition stuff I kept was Planescape. I've so still just, got my uh, my core three books at least. No, no, I have all of the handbooks, all of the handbooks. So I just want to run through some of the stories that people are posting in chat right now. So uh, Freya Gandolo says three point five Shifter Ranger. Logan was a three point five Dwarf Fighter. Um, Angry Dwarf of Doom was Hammerfist, which was the single worst name I ever came up with for a half-orc monk who died because I thought that the class was useful. <laughs> <laughs> you must have played a a 3.5. <laughs> um, Dissident Gamer says 3.5 Wizard. Nate Hartsming uh, started playing at 11, stopped playing for the eight years in the Navy. Um because Logan. of girls. No, you just need to find the girls who play D and D. Yeah, you gotta have the right girls. <laughs> yeah, like really. I said, you know, I, I just uh, went and uh, found a fellow geek. Let's see. Okay, so Logan says, "Do you guys know about the Red Hand of Doom curse and how we are trying to break it?" Uh, yeah. yeah, I'm actually in a Red Hand of Doom five E game right now. 
going strong. Okay, so I'm I'm kind of curious. What Logan? What is this curse that you're talking about? I actually know this. So many people have tried to run this module on Mythweavers. Oh, which module? None of them have finished. Red Hand of Doom. It's a three point. No, it's a yeah, four. Three point five. No, three five. But late in three five into four e. Hmm. And yeah, like not a single one is actually finished. They always seem to die. It's like a cursed module. Okay. Nate Hartsming says they started with Redbox. Tiffany Corda says Spelljammer. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Ah, uh, the gif. <laughs> yeah, like, I tried two RPGs before I even actually tried D&D. All right, we got just a few minutes left. Um, if anybody has any last-minute questions, right now is the time to put in your question. <laughs> well, we you know, may. in college, I think I was the token guy in the group. Oh, my wife was the definitely the token girl, and so when you're in the dorms, and like six guys and a girl go into a room, and people are like, <laughs> "What?" <laughs> no, no, we're just gaming. Well, I mean, that oh, was that's a vampire game. All right, vampire we're gonna, give it, we're gonna give it another thirty seconds or so for people to get in their last minute questions. I mean, so my wife when. Uh, we were in the Navy. My wife was the one female in the gaming group, and she was the scary one. Oh, yeah, Actually, no, my wife some of the stuff she did caused a few people to rage quit the game. Oh, no. Jed's not that bad, but my God, you give her a barbarian, and she will Hulk smash like nobody's business. Uh, Marlana is the passionate wizard, and uh, she comes up with solutions that no GM will ever expect. And then you. Oh, God, who's the best looking mod? Rodrigo. Yeah, hands uh, down. Why would you, why would you ask oh. such an obvious question? It's obviously me. You know what we didn't do? Hey, hey, what we, do we, we don't have time. No time for Chicken Rodrigo? We have I mean, time for Chicken Rodrigo. Okay, all right. Hey, you got, you got two minutes. Two minutes. Get him up. Get him up. Get him up. All right, worst so. character name for everyone? Okay, I well, can't Nate. say the worst one. Yeah, I, named a, I named a character Teddy once. Um, well, um, I named a character Killscrew. Um, all right, is this in the uh, not screw? It's right. in the Weaving Myth staff channel, uh, Nathan. Soulcrapper. You should really have it to put it up on like, screen. Okay, hang on. I'm, I'm going to throw up the website for a second while I find it. It's not on the website. It's in Discord. I, I know, I know, I know. I'm just. Uh, I have to hide the hyperlink. I have to Got hide it. things on Discord. I can't go flipping around. Um, so, so this is us last minute remembering that we've started where in the world Chicken Rodrigo or where in the worlds is Chicken Rodrigo. So Nathan will get the splash screen up first. Oh, you know what? One of my players named their paladin Raspus Hungwell. That was pretty bad. I, I had an NPC named uh, Dragus. Which, if you looked at the spelling, was more like drag ass. So, um, yeah. That, that then was again, no one, of the, one of the most requested and longest recurring NPCs I have in all my games is Honest Bob the Merchant. <clears throat> because I, I suck at coming up with names on the fly, and so it was just Honest Bob. Ishmael and NW Bot. It's complicated. All right, let's see here. 
And it's worth noting the uh, the where in the worlds bit that you're about to throw up, Nathan. That is the Rodrigo Chibi being used for the new members guide that some folks are still putting together. Yep. <laughs> tap, 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 black screen. Yep, yep, I know, I know. Going as fast as I can. All right, where in the world is Chicken Rodrigo? Who would like to see where Chicken Rodrigo is? <laughs> I think it's Gussie. I think eventually Amy's talking about for harder ones putting just like some token prize involved. <laughs> All right. Well, it's IKEA. There he is. Bottom. The, Ruben, they can't him. see it yet. And oh. Ruben, your staff, shut up. You're not allowed to look. Uh. Or if you look, you can't post. We can't post, you can't talk. All right, here we go. Where in the world is Chicken Rodrigo? <laughs> I can't believe you sent us that picture. <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> I'm a sad man. I will recognize the Ikea immediately. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty much. He's in the Poang. <laughs> Sorry, I ruined it. That's okay. I You're mean, fine. last time we did it, the picture uh, URL had the location as the picture's title. So Amy will get right. better at this game as she goes. Did yes, everybody yes. find Chicken Rodrigo? We'd say we're sorry, but we're really not. <laughs> I'm if he so didn't sorry. want us to make fun of the picture, he wouldn't have sent it to us. <laughs> None of us have been banned yet. He gave okay. it to me to give to Amy. He knew what would happen. Yeah, pretty much. We are not responsible. All right, and that's where in the world is Chicken Rodrigo. Woo! Good job, you everybody. Just, you can just hear Nathan going, what have I done with my life? <laughs> okay. All right, so now i got to speed read these last couple uh, scripts, because we're running close on time. All right. I'd like to take just a moment to remind everyone that this episode of Weaving Myths is made possible by our Patreon. Every contribution goes towards making the show better and keeping us running, and we are eternally grateful to all of our patrons. Most recently, our incredibly generous patrons have allowed Weaving Myths to be professionally edited, and we have a brand new logo. If you were here at the start of the show, you likely saw it in the Starting Soon screen. That logo was selected from a handful by a by our patrons, so if you'd like to be included in future polls, you definitely should sign up. As always, regular Weaving Myths episodes will be available for free, and signing up for the Patreon is never required. Full episodes will always be available for download or streaming free of charge. Now, some thank yous for the, to the extremely generous patrons that have signed up at the Platinum or Greater tier on the Patreon. She who is now a mod and shall not be named. Amanda C., Claire F., Colt, and John D., Maru A., and Yang G. Thank you everyone so much for joining us today. It's been a blast and we appreciate all of the comments and questions from the text chat. As always, for those of you watching the video recording, please don't forget to take a moment to like this video, subscribe, and ring the bell on our YouTube. It costs nothing and helps the show grow. I'm Nathan and I've been joined by the that magnificent Colin. Been fun, folks. Eric. Micro Machines. And Ruben. God damn it, I was going to say the Micro Machines. <laughs> Thanks for listening again. Keep on weaving those myths. 